Hello, welcome to the Dentist Profit Playbook podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Harry Singh, helping you grow your facial aesthetics business. Really excited with today's guest, a um, person I've known or well, known in the background for a number of years and also in the past year, been using his services and still do and got to know his insights, thoughts, experiences and skills. So a big welcome to Thomas from Citroen Digital Marketing. Hey, good morning, Harry. Hi, Thomas. No, thank you for joining me. I know you're a very busy man. Um, so your expertise, obviously, you run a marketing agency. And what I know we've talked about this, what are one of your pet bug hates about marketing agencies and how they portray themselves? Yeah, great question. I think it's quite clear. I think some of the pro- the approaches from particular marketers or marketing agencies I think their approach to trying to onboard clients is either aggressive or very uh, salesy very off-putting in a way so I would say one of my pet peeves really is that you know a lot of good marketing uh, agencies and marketers who develop their own style of approaching to get sort of tarnished um, with the same brush from the the other type of marketers that are too aggressive. So that's probably one of my pet peeves with um, marketing in general, marketers. Yeah, so yeah, as you said, we get, and you see it on the Facebook forums, a marketing agency, they tarnish them all with the same brush. There's a negative attitude from dentists and facial aesthetic practitioners. So obviously you've got Citroen Digital Marketing. So tell me how you got into that, how you got into the dental market and yeah, your experience. Okay, uh, so if I can try and keep this uh, concise, believe me, if I were to go back to the beginning, we'll be here for <laughs> hours, Harry. Okay, uh, well, Citroen, the actual, uh, as an agency, started in 2019, but we actually specialised in the hospitality sector. Okay. And uh, this is because it was easier to assist friends and friends of friends who were like you know restaurant owners bar owners and to sort of get your agency rolling you have to gain experiences and achieve results case studies testimonials so where when when i launched uh, citron as an agency to begin with uh, we were working with a lot of bar and restaurants however unfortunately due to uh, covid and lockdowns uh, the hospitality probably suffered the hardest and within a flash um, a lot of restaurants and bars were closed and um, and at that time you know you think to yourself wow uh, you know a lot of investment a lot of time and resources were um, spent to create a lot of planning was done and then all of a sudden it's just (laughs) do you know I mean just out the got no in a flash so I had to pivot and um, I'll be honest with you, uh, it, it, it didn't occur to me how I was going to do it. I actually was at one point contemplating on just sort of shutting it all down and starting again and just accepting it, you know, life deals okay. you these cards. So it wasn't until I uh, went for a, a routine checkup because during lockdowns, uh, dentists were uh, were still, you know, open and operating and I was just going for a regular checkup and um, I went to 
instead of going to my regular dentist, I, I, I on the day I knew I was gonna, I was going to be visiting my parents. Yeah. So uh, I went to I thought I'll go to one of my childhood uh, dentists, and uh, um, to my surprise, uh, they've been taken over uh, by new owners and management, and. Uh, I just went in and they were making small talk, asking, you know, what do I do? And when I told them that, you know, I do marketing, that was then when they asked me for some help and some tips. And they onboarded me as a marketer to help them. That's very good. Yeah. And uh, and the sort of difference in marketing approaches, even though the strategies and actions are quite similar and transferable, there's still just something different about working with dentists, something different. So uh, I, I just started doing, uh, doing marketing for um, that, that, that dental practice. And then we were getting some really good results, uh, especially for the implants and the Invisalign at the time. And I started to sort of talk more. Do you remember an, an app called Clubhouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so during lockdowns, uh, Clubhouse was just blowing up, and I was just talking about my surprise. That's why I think I first met you on Clubhouse. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> I love Clubhouse, and uh, yeah, it had so much potential. But yeah, I was, just, I was just merely just talking about the transition from marketing hospitality to, you know, to, to working with dentists, and it seemed to attract more dentists uh, to come and listen, yeah. and... I then started hosting some clubhouse rooms. Uh, we're talking about what strategies I would apply for yeah. dentists. And, and it just started gaining traction. Uh, some people started to take a, you know, take a, you know, take some, uh, what's it, take a shot with me. Or some people were say, looking to change marketers and they thought they'd give me a go. So that's, that's, and everything just happened from there, really, <laughs> for the next couple of years. So, well, we're in 2023 now, and the only significant changes since then really was um, just working on open day events more now, because yeah. uh, that seems to be in high demand, and also um, just uh, adjusting to the, the social media trends changes, especially with TikTok. So that's the biggest changes since uh, 2020. Yeah, perfect, and, and as you said, even though you were marketing for hospitality, marketing is marketing. Obviously, there are some um, nuances with each sector, but and that's where I found my most of my golden nuggets for marketing was looking at different industries. Because if it's working for them, then I can transfer that to my business. Because as you probably realize, what you find with a lot of dentists setting businesses, everyone's looking at everyone else and copying each other. There's no innovation. But if it's work, if a referral scheme or marketing campaigns working for a different industry, you can just tweak it and use it on your own. Yeah, it's great that you say that because uh, a great example I can think of, uh, which I won't um, mention any specific brand names, um, a car manufacturer uh, approached a, a former Sky executive. Yeah. To so two different industries and. Bring, you, you're bringing in the knowledge and expertise and yeah you, sometimes the golden nuggets come come from another industry just probably because they're just a bit of a, a bit ahead of yeah. the trends so the, the, uh, you know the, I've, I, I kind of apply some of that as well and I probably will tell you and share with you uh, a bit later on and what I mean by this yeah no perfect there um 
obviously at dental school, we're not taught about anything about business or marketing. Um, what are some of the marketing mistakes you see people make, whether it's in dentistry or in facial aesthetics? Doing it themselves? <laughs> um, okay, then. You know what? The, the I try to encourage anyone who wants to do it themselves because it's a cost-effective method. And, you know, when you try to adjust for budgets so if you've got no budget you have to invest your time and do it yourself the the problem with doing it yourself is you open yourself up to a a very big margin of errors Uh, there's so many there's too many factors it's like you try to learn how to do your own plumbing Um, uh, sometimes you can pull it off by learning you know from youtube videos but sometimes there's a there's just some things that are intangible that you just have to learn through experience. So I would say one of them would be if you try to do it yourself, um, remember there's the people learn how to do things, but there's there's sometimes there's a why certain things have to be done a certain way. Yeah. And um, usually if you're going to learn how to do it yourself, you're going to have to invest a lot of time like researching, um, sourcing like, um, the, you know, tips uh, and just going from that really and don't uh I'll probably just relating to that a second one would be when you do when you do you try to do your own marketing you've got a you've got a personal bias yeah because in your eyes you're you you know you you created this ad in your eyes oh it looks good it's got all the information and you know it looks good and that, that personal bias is nothing it doesn't you know it, it had it doesn't have a connection with the audiences or the target audiences because a lot of the time, one of the biggest mistakes I see when I see uh, ads that are done by themselves is they they cram everything onto the image, like like everything. And one of the tips I would say is an advert is composed of two elements. One is the image or the video, and the second is the the, the copy. The copy is the written part. Yeah. So while rather than try and cram all your you know your opening hours your phone number your email all on the image just keep the image clear minimalist and all the other information that's in text can go inside the copy part of the advert so there's a balance now so that's um those are two and the third yeah, one yeah what you find is people just as you say because we've got so much information over there we try to cram that in and then the confused mind takes no action and they always say, just have one clear call to action, one thing you're selling, one thing you really want to emphasize. Yeah. And just to finish off that question you asked, I think the third one would be just a lack of foundations. Uh, the, what I mean by this is uh, some uh, businesses think that, oh, uh, you know, I know someone who who is running social media ads and they're getting so so much great results and they think that apply, that will apply to them yeah. using the exact same method but lack of foundation means if they've got no existing followers or they've got a small amount of followers or they're not they don't post regularly enough or they, they don't engage they don't communicate so if you are if you have a very weak social media presence when you try to run paid ads you're, you're not going to get the same sort of results yeah. as fellow uh, associate because you know because it's, it's due to foundations so that's probably my, my top three my top three for that 
No, no, perfect. Thanks a lot, Thomas. But it's like um, Tony Robbins always says, 20% of your success is how, 80% is why. Anyone could copy the how. It's why you do certain things, the background, as you said, the foundation that goes into it. And that's like, and Simon Sinek talks about it in his um, TED, TEDx talk, the power why. Excellent, yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, Tony Robbins as well. It's great that you mentioned him. <laughs> no, perfect. So let me let's find out a little bit about you. Um, what was the best or most important advice you got when starting your own business? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, see, I, <laughs> you see, because I never had like a personal you know, business mentor, but I could say that. Uh, I've been very fortunate enough to socialize with socialize with uh, successful entrepreneurs and business owners. And usually these are outside of their work, you know, whether they are, you know, it's lunching or uh, yeah. dining out. And uh, it's, 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 it's during these great conversations where you pick up these magnificent nuggets. Um, but I think the one that's always stuck with me uh, from well since since like 2010 was um as problem solvers because i was taught that uh great business great business comes from problem solving yeah and uh the advice that was given to me at the time was if you if you can if you if you can't find a way make one okay it's, it's, i know it sounds simple but i think it just it, it's sort of acts on your either initiative your problem solving skills your your talents so i believe that yeah if you can't find a way to solve one problem you got to build one make one yeah and as you said business is all about problem solving the more problems or the bigger the problem you solve the more money you're going to get there um, and going back net i'm a big believer in networking hanging around people listening mastermind groups my wife always hates when I go, I'm going to this networking event to go, not another one. Can you just get a good drink of food? Well, that's half the reason, but. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, so obviously most of the audience will be obviously doing facial aesthetics. Should um, should we be marketing to facial aesthetic patients? Because I know see. we cannot medical professionals say, oh, I'm a doctor, I'm a dentist, we should not be marketing. Well, here's the thing. If you... If you just any business requires marketing, it's 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 a no brainer. Um, and the marketing doesn't mean just like you know paid ads or anything. That marketing is it, trying to it's, it's, it's brand awareness or building relationships with audiences, uh, establishing an, an identity. Yeah. So marketing as a broad form is required. And fourth. And if you are running an aesthetic, aesthetics practice, it's still the principles are the same. You need people to know that not only do you exist, but why they should come to you. Why? What makes you stand out? Are you know? Is it? Are your prices different, or do you offer different services? So it's 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 to answer that question, then Harry. Really, I think yes. I you know they have you have to market. Yeah, you have to market for several reasons, and it doesn't mean just paid ads it's like there's so many objectives to marketing so i would say look it's a business yeah 
is a business and it require it doesn't may may not require being a type of salesperson, but you still need to let people know that you have there's there's this aesthetics practice in existence. <laughs> so that's that's how I see it. Yeah, and definitely I agree. Um, it's never the best clinician. Also, you have to be good at your skills. Is the best known clinician, like um, Phil Phil from America. He's not the best psychologist in America, but he's the best known. He gets paid the most. What? Yeah, same analogy I use all the time is McDonald's. Yeah. They do not provide the best burgers. However, they are one of the biggest burger suppliers because of their they they because it's fast, it's convenient. They've got drive throughs so you know. So it's it's they they yeah they 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 invest heavily on their marketing as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we talked about what not to do. So what are your top tips for marketing or your marketing gems? Um, and maybe link it with you mentioned earlier open events yeah um okay. sorry just repeat that question for me harry just so i don't go off on a tangent yeah so what's your top marketing tips we talked about what not to do um so what would be your top marketing tips i know it's a generic yeah. question because it depends on if you're a startup if you're well established but yeah what campaigns or ads you've seen re- work really well oh okay now, now that you've been mentioned that specifically okay i think uh even since clubhouse days uh and we've always pushed this um but something called ugc user generated content okay now this won't be favorable for those who are camera shy or don't feel like wanting to be present um, however, unfortunately, the people buy from people. People establish trust with people uh, before making or committing to a purchase. So user-generated content is, in its most simplistic form of explanation, is any form of material, whether it's photos or videos of yourself, because you're selling yourself. Yeah. So the, the bet and some of the best performing ads are the ones where let's I'll give you an example. Let's say with facial uh, aesthetics practitioners, they're just filming themselves in their environment, having a good time. They're not selling anything. They're just posting their enjoyment at work or they're just posting you know, some of their gifts uh, or yeah. they're posting um, them in, themselves in action and having a great time with their uh, colleagues at work. And this draws a sort of a like likeness, um, especially to followers or people who are fond of that industry. So user-generated content is probably the best ones. And you'll be very surprised at the best performing ads were from uh, videos of actual, um, you know, facial aesthetics practitioners just holding a coffee cup saying good morning and that's it. <laughs> and it, it was it was just like it was it, and i'll just like how did you how did you set out your open even just by posting a video of a coffee cup and saying good morning and it's just it's just planting a seed you're making yourself likable you're making yourself yeah, yeah. so it, and i'm thinking in the shoes of the consumer they're putting a face to somebody that they're going to at some point want to you know inject something yeah. onto them so they're thinking hold on, i need to trust somebody and now that you put your face there you've established um a sort of likability and trust and yeah. 
but second, um, you know, marketing strategy is it's it's uh, remarketing. Uh, I think a lot of mistakes uh, people assume or clients, I would say, um, think that yeah, just because you put you post you post ads out there, people are automatically going to buy instantly. And as much as we would love for everyone to be a an impulse customer it doesn't work like that if you understand that sometimes it takes um a couple of ads to plant a seed in their heads just so you know they're aware of your brand but there's going to be a certain offense because there's 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 ob- objections in their mind and then after a couple of weeks they see a new set of ads and it addresses some of those objections from before so what you're slowly doing is what remarketing really is is a separate strategy to nudge those who've been sitting on the fence into taking action. So um, a great strategy that I would like to share with, um, with my clients who use both Google ads and meta ads is when people are searching, let's say that they're searching for lip fillers in their area and they see, they probably, they'll probably window shop up to 10 websites yeah and this but they still haven't made a decision yet they just wanted to know what the prices are or the location or you know and then remarketing is the moment they open their facebook or instagram account and they'll see your ad yeah again that's that, that's a remarketing strategy and so that's a so utilizing both google and facebook and instagram and that's a, one of the my favorite remarketing strategies Perfect, yeah. And I had that frustration when I first started, because I'm quite an impulse purchaser. So I was thinking one ad, one post, people would buy it. And you have to think people that are not similar to you. Um, and then people take a bit longer, especially with aesthetic treatments. Um, they want to do their research, check out the credentials. Um, and going back to that coffee cup and the uh, I do I do post a lot of family. I know some people don't feel comfortable posting family pictures, but I tend to get the most engagement from the family ones with the kids. And then when the patients come and see me, like they know me already, because oh, how's your son doing that? Like saw he was doing A-levels or he was, your daughter was playing football. Yes, that's right. So yeah, I, I think like I think the most effective uh sort of brands out there are the ones who just have this not just a connection, but like a relationship with their their audiences. And it's nice, isn't it, Harry, when people just come and say, oh, I just, uh, how, how did your son do his A-levels? Stuff like that. And you'd be like, wow, it's like, you forget that, you forget that, you know, this is this is not a business and customer relationship. It's it's, it's very personal now. And Definitely. yeah, it's a, it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. But the, the only time I don't like it is going, oh, when they say, um, you're punching above your weight when they see a picture of my wife. And she <laughs> <laughs> goes, she's a saint to put up with me, except her. There's a downside to it. <laughs> Is there some uh, truth in it, Harry, though? <laughs> you should have seen her before, Botox and pillars. But... Oh, you're like, oh, you're like, you're amazing. Luckily, <laughs> she doesn't listen to my podcast, so it's, it's all good. Um, <laughs> So a bit, uh, have you ever posted a TikTok video? Uh, of course, yeah. No, I have a TikTok account, and um, 
uh, I'm not as you know popular as uh, you know some of my peers, and uh, and it's I you know I do know with TikTok uh, it's actually easier to get more um, sort of uh, followers uh, views, and um, but I would stress the importance of having TikTok, and I think I need to address the stigma with tiktok because a lot of because um, i'm you know i'm 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 nearly 40 now and a lot of my peers are thinking that they're too old for tiktok um but you got, i'm trying to sort of explain to them that in a business context that you need tiktok is a different ball game yeah so they got they've got their own sort of inbuilt seo now as well people are actually searching in tiktok more than well not more but taking it away from what they, they usually google yeah yeah so and tiktok is uh, is it's uh it's such a such a progressing fast progressing uh social media platform and i would say to you harry um what if you keep posting videos on tiktok first right this is going to be a great strategy i'd love to share with everybody post it on tiktok first right keep posting videos if you can even if it's like, like i said good morning cheers or you're giving some value you'll know the ones that succeed on tiktok you then upload to instagram reels facebook and youtube or youtube shorts and even linkedin to a certain extent it's almost like saying tiktok is the um will show will tell you what your audience approves of okay yeah this may not you know, work across all industries, but I'm just saying if, especially for um, aesthetics as well, let's say in the facial aesthetics, um, remember TikTok is a, um, is a, is a visual, uh, it's, you have to be present. So if they like you, they like what you're saying, they like the topics that you discuss, or they like to see you in your, you know, aesthetics clinic, having fun and they keep liking it or they're showing engagement, you then, you got an approval now that video is going sort of repeat the same success on Instagram and Facebook and all the other platforms that you are, uh, you have an account with. So yeah, TikTok is, TikTok is a pro- should be a priority now, guys. Perfect. No, thank you for that. Um, my, my kids have banned me from TikTok. So they said, <laughs> if I open their account on TikTok, they'll kill me. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, as a viewer, you can get lost in it for hours. I won't, I won't, I won't lie. I won't lie to you. Um, but as a, if you are a business owner, uh, it would be advantageous if you uh, just people think people taking it too seriously. People think that you have to be all glammed up or it has to be shot professionally. Um, people seem to forget that, you know, authenticity is actually what drives the biggest engagement. So, like I said, even if it's shot on a you know a poor poor smartphone and but it's it's entertaining or it's educational yeah that, that's that's that will work that's fine so tiktok first right well, once i stop this recording i'll set up my account there um okay um what advice would you give to listeners that are just starting out in facial aesthetics okay I think the, the one that comes to my mind first uh, is it's join as many communities as possible. Um, and don't be afraid to ask for help, suggestions and support, because I think 
not, not, not that I've heard of many, but, you know, if you are finishing a course and the small chance of you becoming overconfident because the inexperiences are, could be a downfall. So I would say I, I know a lot of those who are not too confident, um, you know, the best, the, best, the best plan of action really is when you join communities um, and groups, um, you're, you, you know, don't be shy to ask for like uh, assistance or advice. And I think this is probably when you're starting on aesthetics, understanding that there are so many fellow um, uh, experienced aesthetics practitioners who are willing to help, willing to give you great insights and advice. So that's probably my, my, my advice, really. That's why BTC offer free support post workshop with our WhatsApp groups and Facebook groups. Because it is quite a lonely business. And I've been there when I first started. So when I set up the academy, I want to make sure it's free unlimited support, either by Facebook, email or WhatsApp. You see, yeah, because from 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 my observations of you know attending one of your um, you know or say workshops, uh, I saw that you know the, the yes, it's great that the the learning, uh, you know, the practical side of things, and they learn the theory. But then when the I would say the biggest stumbling block is when they hit the reality is the either the inexperience makes them unconfident or um, they come across some situations. And they don't have a mentor next to them, yeah. so uh, yes, I think yeah, I think you've um, you've got a fantastic uh, establishment with your unlimited support, and it's great that you've covered so many platforms. Like you've got the WhatsApp communities, you've got the Facebook groups, you got uh, you've, the, uh, you've got the uh, direct email support as well, haven't you? So you've you've given a lot of people options here, Harry. So uh, is there a TikTok community I could set up? <laughs> Go establish yo, and I, I believe me, it's 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 going to be the way forward. So get there, get be be one of the early adopters, Harry. Thank you. Okay, um, what three books have you read or made the biggest difference to your business? Okay. Um, the, the the three books that come to mind, I would say the ones that had the sort of big influence on my decision making. Uh, firstly, The Purple Cow by Seth Godin. Uh, for those who are aware of Seth Godin, known as a the godfather of marketing. So this is more sort of relative to my industry. Uh, but the reason why I mentioned Purple Cow is it just really illustrates how to stand out from the noise. So that's really essentially what a business owner should be thinking about is how to be how to be like this how to stand out and how to be you know how to attract an audience uh second one that came off my mind was i think rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki um i think that sort of gave me an insight into financial literacy perfect yeah and i think the third one would be um 12 rules for life jordan peterson i think this is more of a self-development book yeah. um so, wow, that book, that book, uh, that book went over my head. I won't lie to you. <laughs> yeah, no, I read all three, but that, yeah, Jordan Peterson's, yeah, it's quite a heavy read. <laughs> wow, yeah. Um, yeah, I read it um, because of, you know, I'm a big fan of Jordan Peterson as well. Um, but to, to read that book, uh, I think it requires me to read it three times over. Um, so, um, but yeah, I think, I think for self, 
development and sort of um, expanding your mind's capabilities or perspective. Uh, yeah, have to include 12 Rules for Life from Jordan Peterson. So, thank you, Thomas. Um, time has flown by there. So, <laughs> thank you for your tips, invaluable advice. I've made loads of notes. Um, obviously, top of my list, TikTok there. <laughs> um, but no, because, yeah, I'm, people that know me, I like to have fun at work, et cetera. So, I should be able to create some funny stuff. We do funny stuff every day. So, yeah. Yeah, but like I said, yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, Harry. You know, it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, no, just going by what you said about TikTok, it's uh, sometimes it's. it's, uh, I I would say, just from my personal opinion, is I saw I you know I follow you on Instagram, and you post a lot of uh, sort of like educational value type posts. And um, if you were to do the same. Like, but it may be in video format for TikTok, exact same. Um, and then, and also include, uh, you know, natural, you, you know, your natural, uh, um, how, how you act at work. Uh, it makes you really, really approachable. Uh, so, uh, and just, you know, we know that already. However, you want like your new audiences to yeah. come across you. So, but yeah, man, I'm wishing you the best of luck on that then. I'll follow you on TikTok. Just let me know yeah. what your handle is. <laughs> uh, so if the audience want to find out more information or um, research you, um, what's the best way to contact you or find out more? Um, I would say that uh, I'm more present on both uh, Instagram and TikTok. Um, they both have the same handle. It's at uh, Thomas underscore Citrine. Um, yeah, you can message me uh, and uh, I'm trying to post uh, more, more um sort of up-to-date content now so uh watch out watch this space thank you for that but obviously we'll include the links when we um make the podcast episode live no thank you thomas and well done (laughs) thanks for having me harry cheers my friend